0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Post podcast with Sachin Heddao and Milan Bandari, where we'll be talking about all the things worth talking about in the magical world of the NBA. I'm your co-host, Moon Mandari.
1: And I'm Sachin out. And in today's episode, we are going to be covering the playoffs once more. We are now officially fully into the second round, and we are going to cover our predictions for these series, and maybe even all the way to the finals. All right, let's get right into it. All right, so the NBA playoffs. Now, let's just take a quick reflection on what the series is looking like so far. We have the first-seeded Utah Jazz beating the LA Clippers 1-0. We have the Denver Nuggets losing 1-0 to the Phoenix Suns. And over in the East, we have the Philadelphia 76ers and Atlanta Hawks tied at one game apiece. Finally, we have the Milwaukee Bucks against the Brooklyn Nets. And the Brooklyn Nets are up on the Milwaukee Bucks two games. Okay, so our predictions for each series. Now, as for the first one, the Utah Jazz versus the LA Clippers. Now, my personal opinion here is that the Utah Jazz will end up taking this series. Yes, the last game was very close between those two. However, I think that the Clippers won't even be able to keep up at that pace. I think that the LA Clippers, if they even win a couple of games, they're going to expose their biggest flaw, and I think that is their overconfidence. If they win a couple games and go up 2 or even 3-1, I think that the LA Clippers will start relaxing and assuming that they have won this series only to end up losing it. And I think that, I mean, this is kind of likely in my opinion. Their main flaws are their overconfidence and their lack of chemistry. They were hyped up to be absolutely an amazing team. And unfortunately, they have never lived up to those standards. And they have never even broken the streak of making it to the conference finals. So I think that the LA Clippers will end up actually continuing this streak. And I do not see them beating the Utah Jazz due to their overconfidence. Their defense is just falling apart. If you saw that series against the Dallas Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks, and don't take this offensively, Dallas, um, because I'm putting it in a, a good, good-ish way, uh, without Luka Doncic, they're not a playoff team at all. They're really not a great team. And there's no way that they'd be able to stack up against any playoff team including the Clippers, if they didn't have Luka Doncic. But Luka, him being one player, almost carried them to beat the L.A. Clippers. How so? By just breaking their defense. It really exposed the discoordination between the L.A. Clippers players. And as I said, their lack of chemistry. You can have amazing defenders. You can have stat patterns who get like 15 steals a game, but if they don't have any chemistry, you're not going to make a successful defense. You won't have a successful defensive play. So I think that it's extremely, extremely important to the LA Clippers that they do not act on these. If that they do act on these flaws and that they do realize the fault in their ways and hopefully will end up fixing this because if they continue this streak, then they really – I do not see them making the conference finals anytime soon, and I do not see them winning this series against the Jazz. But, Mellon, what are your thoughts on this?
0: Yeah, I definitely don't see um, the Los Angeles Clippers coming out of this victorious. And while I do – well, I am hopeful for um, Kawhi Leonard because he's definitely one of my favorite players in this league such an I'm sorry but he's an amazing player that you have to respect but Luka Doncic did make a fool of him and I do understand that and so um the only problem that I see with Kawhi Leonard is he takes a lot of shots and he obviously he gets hot he can drop 45 but he's not a talented passer to say the least he gets four assists a game and it's a miracle if he gets above 5 and the same thing with Paul George, he cherry picks assists, he passes on the fast breaks when he can probably just take it in take it in himself. And so personally, I don't think that this team has enough good ball movement to actually succeed. The best passer on their team, I think, is Patrick Beverly. And they have not been giving him the minutes that he deserves, as Reggie Jackson has been playing really well. So personally, I don't think that I can see if and i can see the um i can see the clippers winning this game or winning the series unless they pick up their unless they pick up the slack on uh, on the offensive end and start sharing the ball more because they have two um they have two amazing scorers but they also have amazing role players surrounding them so yeah so suchan i think that we should um, before we get into the next series the denver nuggets um phoenix sun series Want to talk about Nikola Jokic, the newest NBA MVP? Well,
1: uh, he's an MVP, all right, but I'm pretty sure his name isn't pronounced Stephen Curry, so that's proving to be a little bit unfortunate. Uh, but Nikola Jokic, it's a very well-deserved MVP. Um Obviously, I have a little bit of a bias, but even factoring that in, he's my second choice. I think that Nikola Jokic is an absolutely amazing player, and he's very, very deserving of this MVP. Um, but that's all there is really to it. Um, now, Millen, how how would you uh, like to talk and elaborate a little bit on our next series, the Phoenix right.
0: Suns versus the Denver Nuggets? Okay, so um. Right now, the Phoenix Suns have a 1-0 lead against the Denver Nuggets, which, if I'm correct, isn't there a game later tonight? Yeah. So, Nikola Jokic, he is the newest MVP, and I am incredibly proud of him. He, I knew we could do it. He's my favorite player in the league. Actually, no, Zach Levine is, but Zach Levine isn't winning an MVP. So, yeah, unless the Bulls are good. But um, I'm getting off topic. So, both both the Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns are incredibly surprising teams and nobody expected either of them to be as good as they were so as um so while Denver so while um Phoenix looks like they're going to win because they're the higher seed and they beat the Lakers personally i think it'll be a tough series nikola jokic has a reputation for kicking into overdrive a bit later in the series and i am completely confident that he can step it up also, we've seen that Nikola Jokic, he can also score incredibly well, which we always knew was part of his game, but not, a, but not the centerpiece of it. In these playoffs, though, he's averaging, he's had multiple 40-plus games, and he can still pass amazingly well. In fact, one game he contributed for almost 70 points from his team. So I just think that it's truly amazing what Nikola Jokic is doing. As for the Phoenix Suns, well, um, it's, I think it's truly relying on how Chris Paul and Devin Booker play. Devin Booker, we know that he can score like it's his job because, well, it is. We've seen him drop 70 points. We've seen him put up 50 multiple times. There's no doubting it. He's one of the best scorers in modern NBA history. I'm sorry, but it's the fact. And I'm not saying that he's the best because Stephen Curry is the best scorer in modern NBA history. Okay, so Devin Booker, while he can score really well, but when, when he can get it going on a certain night, he's gonna go for, he's gonna go like one for 13. and he keeps on taking the shots. And so, and this can be detrimental to the Phoenix Suns because he's not the most talented passer. And while Chris Paul is, he's been dealing with some reoccurring shoulder injuries after, Lafrop, after LaFlop James flopped on him like a fish we all saw the play we all know what I'm talking about so yeah so Sachin what do you think about this series how do you think it's gonna go well I
1: really couldn't agree with you more I mean I think that the Nuggets might end up winning this one because without Chris Paul I'm just gonna put it bluntly without Chris Paul the Suns cannot win I mean It's no diss to Devin Booker or the rest of the Suns' roster, but they need him. He's their leader, and he comprises the Phoenix Suns' wins. He comprises half, forget that, three-quarters of the Phoenix Suns' wins. And I don't think there's any way to even argue that. Without Chris Paul, the Phoenix Suns are still a good team. They've been improving, but they are nowhere compared to what they are right now with him. And that's because, as you said, Devin Booker has some flaws, but Chris Paul does an amazing job of covering that up. And when you re- when you completely remove Devin Booker's flaws and add a fresh, amazing playmaker who has been in this league for a long time, has a lot of experience, I mean, come on. That's just a death squad. So Phoenix is doing amazing this season, and it's really not a surprise to me. But without Chris Paul... I just don't see them working. I think it might
0: fall apart. Oh, but that's, a, that's, a, that's a very interesting take on it. And I completely agree with you. So, well, so Jim. Sorry, continue. I was actually going to ask you about
1: what is the next series you would like to cover? Because I have an issue to cover the Milwaukee Bucks versus the, or, yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Brooklyn Nets series.
0: Oh, I would love to cover it. All right, so as we all know, the Milwaukee Bucks, they are probably one of the most interesting storylines to follow in the NBA, as they are incredibly, incredibly good, but also very inconsistent. We've We've seen them get swept, be swept, lose in spectacular fashion, win by 45 points. So what is with it with the Milwaukee Bucks? Well, to be honest, They are Giannis and Chris Middleton. There's nobody else on that team. So if either one of them fails to perform well, the team's going to lose. And we've seen that as Giannis dropped 38 points in the first game, but Chris Middleton was nowhere to be seen. But whereas the three-headed beast, any one of them could get it going for the entire team as every single one of those players, I'm sorry, um, Kevin Durant, um, James Harden. Sadly, James Harden is injured, so he's not going to be an integral part of the series. But And Kyrie Irving. So they all can pass the ball, and there are so many lethal scorers. Bruce Brown, Jeff Green. Um, what's his face? Um, Duncan Guy. Um, I'm- DeAndre I'm Jordan. It. DeAndre Jordan, yes. Um, well, uh, why, why, why am I... I think no, you I were I think. getting two players, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving themselves. I They're- don't know. I said that. Um, who's the dunking guy? Such and help me out here. Blake Griffin, yes. They have Blake Griffin. They have just so many amazing players. And I cannot forget about the legend himself, Joe Harris. So there are just – there is depth at every single position – there's there's depth at every position. And so I don't see that how the Milwaukee Bucks will be able to clinch the series. I mean, Bryn Forbes has been playing well, but you don't want to you don't want your series, your season to be in the hands of Bryn Forbes. All right, so Sachin, what's your take on this series? And also, what's your take on the Nets big three? I think that it's fairly obvious what I'm going to say here.
1: The Brooklyn Nets, they're just going to lose. Of course, the Milwaukee Bucks are winning this. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. The Brooklyn Nets are likely going to end up winning this series. Um, I mean, I don't think it's really that hard um, to figure this out. They're up 2-0, and they have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Like, come on. Now, statistically... They play better when two of them are on the court than when all three of them are on the court. Um, And although it wouldn't make complete sense, um, it does. That's that's how it works. So, yeah, I, I think that this is great. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is a lethal pair in itself. So it's not a big deal if James Harden isn't on the court. Although, as I said, he has earned my complete and utter respect. The dude is dishing out assists. Like their points, and I don't know what type of crazy thing is going on with him, but he is doing amazing and he's earned my respect completely. He's shown that he cannot, he's not only a ball hog and in the right environment where he isn't needed to carry in order to get that team some wins. Um, he can very much so be a playmaker and a great one at that. So he's absolutely earned my respect. Uh, but going back on topic. I think that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are just going to squash the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I mean, just, just to put it bluntly, they will squash the Milwaukee Bucks. I am looking at a sweep, in my opinion, because they have depth. They have all these players. You have every single piece that they need. And on top of that, they decided to add probably the greatest offensive trio that this league has ever been graced with only second to only second to the Golden State Warriors two different trios of the Golden State Warriors Draymond Green Klay Thompson and Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant Klay Thompson and Stephen Curry so yeah they're third all-time for the greatest trio or sorry greatest offensive trio ever and that is extremely respectable that is amazing so I think that even with two of the three, uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, dynamic duo, I think they're gonna make it work. So I'm excited to see for the next series uh, how
0: they're gonna end up playing out. But oh, yes. so um what are, what are the other series such and sorry? Uh, our last
1: series to cover today is the Philadelphia 76ers uh ah.
0: the Atlanta Hawks. Yes 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 yes. All right. So last game we saw that the so in the first game of the series the Atlanta Hawks destroyed them and while the and while the Sixers tried to make a uh, a comeback in the fourth quarter Trey Young held them off. But in game 2 it was a different story as the Hawks got utterly decimated. So personally I think that the Sixers are going to take the series. And while I hope that Trey Young can clutch it up, I don't think I don't, it doesn't seem probable for this to happen. Such an, what do you think about the series? Do you think that the Hawks even stand a chance? I really don't. I think personal
1: prediction Sixers and six. Um, and I think that just about sums up my thoughts. The Atlanta Hawks can definitely win a game, I think, in this uh, one more game, I mean, in this series. Uh, But I really don't see it coming that far. I don't see this series going to seven games and being real close. Um, The Sixers might have just had a fluke. And likewise for Atlanta um, in that first game one. But I think really we're just going to start regulating it. And I think that the Sixers are going to end up taking this series pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's similar to the Luka situation where even if he did end up beating the Clippers, the likeliness of the Dallas Mavericks actually winning the NBA championship, pretty low, pretty darn low. Um, you can't just have one or two good players and expect to carry an entire team of sorry Mavericks average-ish players, um, to an NBA championship. That's not really how it works, and that's exactly the same situation with Atlanta. So, uh, those are my personal thoughts on this, but, Millen, what are your thoughts on this series, and how do you see it going,
0: and the winner, how far do you see the winner of this series going? Well, I see that the Philadelphia 76ers are going to lose in the conference finals to the Brooklyn Nets, and the Brooklyn Nets will go on to win the championship against probably the Phoenix Suns. So, I mean... I don't think there's much to say about that, as I definitely think that the Philadelphia 76ers are a good team, but not by far the best team. And there's only two good defenders on that team being Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid will be forced to pick up one of the centers, like DeAndre Jordan. And that leaves um and that leaves um Kyrie Irving open, correct? Yeah, I mean pretty much you yeah, just ben, pulled out the playoff bracket for us. Yeah, I mean uh, Ben Simmons, um Ben Simmons is definitely going to take um Kevin Durant as that's the only logical matchup. Oh yeah. And oh, I oh, mean oh. Th- they're probably gonna guarantee you they're gonna put someone like um Danny Green or Matisse Thibel on Kyrie oh. Irving, and nobody can guard Kyrie. It's you can try. I know that you're not like best friends with Kyrie Irving, suchin, but you know it's gonna be impossible to guard him. So,
1: if if they get James Harden back, I still think the Nets team will pull it off. Statistically, they may have been slightly worse, but I mean, if you think about it, you have two players meant to be in meant to be ISO players, and without James Harden being there to pass them the ball every time, um, they can't just be ISO players, right? They have to cover more jobs on the court and they can't do what they're meant to do as good as they can. Um, But with James Harden back on the court, then they will be able to do just that, and they will be able to focus on the one thing that they know how to do best. Absolutely sauce you up, snatch your ankles, and hit the step back three. I mean, that's what they're best for. I'm not saying that they're not versatile, especially Kevin Durant is extremely versatile, but really both of them are just meant for the iso play. And with James Harden coming back, they will be. They'll be able to do all the ISO plays that they want. And I mean, as I said, you pretty much just told us the, what the entire playoff bracket is likely going to end up being. Um, I think that the L.A. Clippers will end up losing to the Jazz. Uh, the Phoenix Suns might t- overtake the Denver Nuggets. Um, and in which case, if they do, they will end up beating the Utah Jazz and lose to the Nets in the finals. So those are our predictions for the playoff bracket um, and what's to come. This has been an episode of the Daily Post podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week.